Today is October 3rd, and the world is talking about The Pastor Said What? Deception in the Last Days, My Letter to the American Church. You're listening to What in the World? A look at current events through the lens of biblical truth with Amy Travis. Before we begin, I want to thank you for the overwhelming response to last week's post, What Happens When We Die? I've enjoyed reading the comments on the various social media platforms. Apparently, we've struck a chord. If you missed that post, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. So this past week, Andy Stanley, pastor of North Point Community Church, hosted a pro-LGBT plus conference at his church. Now, holding an informational seminar on a topic on that particular topic isn't a bad thing in and of itself. But when the focus is to normalize sexual depravity in the church, rather than offer compassionate ministry and and an opportunity to repent, that's a problem. This is the same man who, in 2018, instructed his congregation with this admonition, Thou shall not keep the Ten Commandments. Yes, you heard that correctly. Stanley said, here's what the Jerusalem Council said to the Gentiles. You are not accountable to the Ten Commandments. You are not accountable to the Jewish law. We're done with that. God has something new. He would say to you, thou shall not obey the Ten Commandments because those aren't your commandments. Wow. So in case you think he really didn't say that, I encourage you to look at the link at the end of these notes. Imagine that. How arrogant and narcissistic would it be to think that the Ten Commandments no longer apply to you? The same commandments established at the creation of the world that have ruled over every civilized society for the past millennium. Rejecting the natural law is inviting chaos and destruction into your life. What a reckless statement for a pastor to make. President of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, Albert Muller, Remark that Mr. Stanley has departed from the Christian faith. I encourage you to see his article in World Magazine entitled, The Train is Leaving the Station. As tragic as this is, it's also predictable. Second Timothy 4.3 says this, For a time will come when the people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say with their itching ears, want to hear. My spiritual GPS tells me that we have arrived at that time. So how did we get here? I've observed that the slow and steady descent into the dark hole of a morally depraved society typically starts when church leaders embrace the what I call love doctrine. This teaching says that we are simply to love everyone all the time. We must accept them and welcome them with open arms. If we are kind to those who don't agree with us, they will come back to our church and have the opportunity to hear the gospel. Eventually, they will become followers of Jesus, just like us. But most importantly, we're not to offend anyone. We should avoid potentially inflammatory topics and just quote-unquote love on them. Don't get me wrong, I wholeheartedly agree with the need to be kind and compassionate to everyone. Our love for each other is, after all, the trademark of a true believer, according to John 13.35. The problem occurs, however, when spiritual leaders tell believers in Jesus to stand down on hot topics such as abortion, same-sex marriage, pedophilia, transgenderism, and the likes. Just love everyone. Don't judge. 
Don't talk about sin or teach what the Bible says about the consequences of harming children or sexual immorality. If we're accepting enough and not judgmental, they'll come around to our way of thinking. But they haven't. And as always happens when evil is left unchecked, the crisis escalates. Sexual predators are actually being invited into public elementary schools for drag queen story hour. Imagine that. Teachers are talking to our first graders about choosing their own gender. Disney and other corporations are over-sexualizing our preschoolers through their non-binary cartoon characters. We would be fired for saying these things in the office, but now a third grade teacher can talk to our kids about sex and even changing their gender without the parents' knowledge. Should we stand down on these issues too? If we don't educate people who attend our churches on Sundays by providing informed, compelling, yet tempered arguments for the defense of human life, the value of traditional marriage, the evil of sexual immorality, and the need to advocate for Christian values in our political system, who else will? When the American church abdicates this responsibility, we leave the morality of our culture in the hands of politicians. Just think about that for a moment. Personally, I think some in our churches have mistaken cowardice for kindness. Are we luring people to sleep with a false sense of security when we should be shouting the truth from the mountaintops? Thankfully, some pastors love lost people and stand for the truth at the same time by speaking about these uncomfortable topics. When they do, however, they face cancellation, harassment, or worse. But we should expect that. It's in the original job description, and we'll talk more about that next week. So yes, we need to be kind. Yes, compassion should always be our first response. Yes, we need to love those who disagree with us, but we still have an obligation to tell them the truth. As I wrap up, what a long way we've come from preaching Jesus's words, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, to assuring the unrepentant that he gets us. The latest multi-million dollar advertising campaign asserts just that, as if we are the center of the universe. How is this any different from pagan religions claiming that we are gods? More on that subject at another time. But the question shouldn't be if he gets us, but do we get him? God's love for humanity, as grand and profound as it is, doesn't save us. Jesus' death on the cross does. Paul would not have told us to work on our salvation with fear and trembling if it were that easy. It always requires obedience and sacrifice. Always. Matthew seven thirteen through 14 says this, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Have we made the narrow path far too wide? Has our populist appeal to the masses led them down the wrong road? I fear we have sacrificed the truth on the altar of appeasement. We are in a war. It's time to stop playing patty cake at the edge of the abyss. Is it possible that we could be showering lost people with gifts and buying them lattes all while the floodwaters rise? Just like in the day of Noah, God is closing the door fast. Thanks for reading. If you share the sentiment expressed here, would you kindly share this post with your network? I'd greatly appreciate it. But if I have offended you today, good. I love you too much to care about what you think of me. I would rather upset you than risk losing souls to hell. God bless you, and remember to always pursue the truth.
at any cost. Mm-hmm.